everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's June 29th. It's 2021. And we have 15 games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Just been looking through the slate and it's a... I don't think I've seen many slates with this many good hitting spots and this many good pitching spots all in the same slate. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic for tournaments and I'm going to have a real problem narrowing down my player pool. It is. um, There's so many spots on the slate. There's so many good spots. There's so many good spots to target. It's just, it's like one of those like super weird um, spots where you just, I mean, you have to be kind of excited. So um yeah i'm definitely ready we're gonna jump right in we got 15 games we got a lot to talk about no time for this and that we're gonna jump in we got miami at philly eight total miami's a 118 favorite uh rogers against vasquez any interest here in rogers i mean on a normal slate probably i don't think on this slate he really makes the cut for me i think there's other good spots and other guys i'd rather end up going with if it looks like there's going to be almost no ownership on him i think you can take that but he's never really a guy that's going to go too late into the game going to go over 100 pitches so i don't see a huge amount of upside it's 90 degrees over in philly i i just yeah i don't i don't see him being the top pay up option on this slate so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on him. There's nothing against him outside of the weather in this game and his pitch count, but he just isn't going to make the cut for me. Yeah, I mean, if this game was in Miami, I think I'd have a little bit more interest in Rodgers, but with this game being in Philly, with so many pitchers on the slate, um, I just don't see myself using Rodgers here. I don't think he's the worst play, but I don't see myself ending up on him. Vasquez on the other side, facing Miami, any interest in him? A little bit. I mean, he's going up against Miami again, not great pitching weather, but he's 7.2K. This is a guy with pretty decent strikeout stuff, although he gets a little bit wild there with walking guys at a 13% cliff from both sides of the plate. Can get a few home runs. So I, I, the problem is on this slate, I'm trying to find spend downs, and I just don't have a ton that I'm interested in. So I'm going to mix and match quite a few of them. And Velasquez is probably right there with a few of the other guys on the slate just because of his high K rate his ability to if he can keep his walks under control go a little bit later into the game or late enough to get a win i know they haven't gone over 100 pitches pretty much the entire season long but it's just that price tag of 7.2k if he can suppress runs then he might actually give you a 20 point outing yeah i mean i don't hate him um i pretty much agree with everything you said i, I if he's gonna be popular though i'm out like yeah it's as easy as that. Like if he's going to be popular because he's facing Miami, even like on a 15 game slate, I'm not paying or playing a chalky Vince Velasquez. Um, no, can't do it. Grant can't do it. Let's talk. Let's talk bats here. Um, anything standing out to you for Miami? I mean, Velasquez a stacks in play. Like they're playing outside of Miami. They're all kind of underpriced. I mean, jazz is 3.7 K Marte's 4.4 K Aguilar's 3.7 Duvall's 3.7 Sanchez is 2.3 Alfaro's 2.8. Everyone's kind of cheap here. And Vasquez, he's a solid overall strikeout pitcher. It's just, is it going to run on the, 
is it going to get wild and he's going to land on the right side of home run to fly ball variance. So because of the pricing over on Miami and the pricing on Velasquez, they're both in play with all the power hitters, especially from the right side where Velasquez is giving up two home runs per nine and know that he's due for a little bit of regression in that spot, but he's still a guy that gives up decent hard contact and a decent amount of fly balls. So like the cheap power bats are absolutely in play here. And even Marte 4.4 K like this is just, you're trying to pay up for some top price stacks. I think potentially the best mini stack or four man stack to go with another four man stack on this slate is Miami because of these price tags and the high home run chances that they have against Velasquez. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I like the secondary stack here, Duvall, Marte, Jazz, Aguilar. I think it's a really interesting um, secondary stack, even like Rojas, at shortstop, like he doesn't get enough credit um, for being a good hitter, and he's a solid hitter. He's not anything to write home about, but he's a solid hitter. Uh, Vasquez, Velasquez struggles with right-handed power bats. So any of these righties that are cheap, I'm in. Um, anything here on the Philly side? Not really. Um, Rogers is just a very good overall pitcher. I mean, Hoskins, McCutcheon. Both are fine. Like they have really solid numbers against Ratty so far this season. But realistically, like Hoskins is 5.1K. I don't think I want to pay for that for him against a very solid ace. Like McCutcheon, cheap, but I, I just think this is a spot where you avoid them because Rodgers just doesn't really get blown up too often. He's a solid overall pitcher on a 15 game slate where there's just boatloads of. I'm, I'm not really going off the board today. Like I may end up just depending on if there's a high total team that is projected for low ownership tomorrow, but there's so many teams with over a five implied team total that I just can't throw the Phillies in there. Um, Yeah. I mean, Hoskins is always in play against the lefty. I don't love the Phillies here. I, I think Rogers is a solid pitcher. I think the Phillies are kind of expensive. Um, you know, McCutcheon, McCutcheon's 3,500. I don't, that's, that's fun. Uh, Tampa Bay at Washington, Rich Hill, Joe Ross, nine total. Tampa's a slight favorite here. Um, any interest here in Rich Hill? No, I'm not paying that price tag on this slate with all these aces. It's it's just 9.4K is far too much for him. Like, he's not going to go over 100 pitches in all likelihood. He's been a little bit, little bit wild in recent matchups. Five walks, one walk, three walks, like – He's been kind of all over the place. He hasn't been striking out a ton of guys. So that's just a clear bad price tag. Plus, I mean, Schwarber, even though it's lefty-lefty, has been on a heater. And this team has been putting up a decent amount of runs lately. So if if he were 7.4K, it'd be a different story. But this is just a bad, bad price tag. Yeah, he's just way too expensive. Um, and, and Washington, they have, they have enough righties to kind of be afraid of you know, for Rich Hill. And then Joe Ross on the other side of this game, he's 8,400. This is a, I know he's coming off of a really good game and he's had a couple good games recently, but I mean, I, I can't do it, Grant. I can't do it. I, I mean, it is Tampa is, and they strike out at a really high clip. It's just, I don't know. I think it kind of depends on like how chalky Giolito is. Um, I know that Ross hasn't been fantastic so far this season. He has been very good recently, though, and he's been putting up a lot of high upside matchups. Like this isn't the this isn't the greatest matchup. It, it's kind of confusing because I mean, 
Tampa Bay strikes out a huge clip. Ross has been striking out lefties a whole lot more than righties, but they're probably going to platoon out everyone. Ross, Ross overall has had worse numbers versus lefties. He's a lot more wild, giving up a lot more hard contact, a lot more fly balls, but the strikeouts have absolutely been there. And they could, he could possibly see about six or seven of them. They're going to be losing the DH going um, to the NL. So it's not the worst idea in the world. If, if Giolito and these 8k guys that look kind of interesting are going to be chalky, it's a way to pivot over, but like, there's there's better pitchers in the AK range. It's it's just a strange slate. I'm not going to argue with it. He has put up over 30 points in two of his last three outings, and this is a high strikeout matchup. But I just can't fully trust him to be able to get through these lefties and not really give up any runs. Yeah, I mean, he he has the upside to get you there in this spot, and I get that because of how much Tampa strikes out. It's just if I would, okay. I would say if he was like 7,400 in this spot, I'd have so much more interest. The price is just kind of iffy and he's been striking out lefties at a high clip, but he also gives up 50% hard contact on 42% fly balls has a 10% soft contact rate. So obviously the concern is huge. I mean, he could strike out eight and give up three or four runs. So, I mean, the, the range of possibilities is, is way too much for me for 8,400. Um, the Tampa bats, the lefty power, you know, I just got done saying like, you know, Ross is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls to lefties. So Meadows, Lau, uh, Franco, Choi, Wendell, all these guys I think are, are worth roster spots. I don't know if I'd stack them here, but I definitely don't mind taking some shots on them. Yeah. I mean, anyone's fine as one off if you're in that price range. I don't expect them to have a ton of ownership because the stack is just not something that's going to be able going to be too easy to get in there i mean meadows is 5.3k franco's now up to 4.7 Lyle's 4.9 like this is not a cheap stack and these are not cheap one-off bats they only have a 4.4 implied run total it is going to be decently hot and decently humid over in washington so it's not a bad overall hitting spot but the prices are just kind of a little bit too high when you consider everything so i i don't have any problem with franco Lau, meadows as one-offs like they're not bad ideas but there's a lot better high price bats on the slate that I would rather go over them. Uh, as far as Washington goes, I mean, I've, this is like the first day in forever. It feels like we're, I don't like Schwarber. Um, what's your thoughts here on Washington? I don't care. I'm fine with Schwarber. He's just, um, <laughs> he's just like he's under 5k and he's got what? 14 home runs this month. Like, whether you believe in hot streaks or not, I don't care. Like this guy is just absolutely crushing the ball. Like it, it does not matter. Doesn't matter that Tampa Bay has a good bullpen behind Rich Hill. Doesn't matter that Rich Hill's an above-average pitcher. Schwarber is just destroying things. Schwarber, I would take as a one-off. Everyone else is not in play for me. Um, moving on, we got the Angels and the Yankees. Andrew Heaney against Jameis and Tyon, nine and a half total. Yankees a one forty favorite. Any interest here in Heaney? I mean, he is a pretty big strikeout bat. The Yankees have a five point six implied run total, which worries me quite a bit. And they do like this is a real boomer bust spot. I, I'd want to wait and see where Heaney's ownership's at. Um, if we haven't projected for very low ownership, which I kind of think that we will. 
then he's a very interesting GPP play. He's like right next to Giolito in terms of price. And Giolito is definitely the better overall pitcher by a decent margin. Probably has a similar matchup, but Heaney's going up against a whole bunch of righties. He gives up 50% hard contact righties, 40% fly balls, but strikes him out at 33% clip. There's some strikeouts in this lineup like Heaney. Assuming that his ownership isn't through the roof, Heaney has the potential to be one of the highest scoring, the probably the highest scoring pitcher under 9K on this slate. And it's just super interesting to try and like whoever is in charge of ownership today, I'm going to be watching you like a hawk. Um, but like if he's not going to be owned, this is a 33% K rate to righty's guy going up against a 25% K rate projected lineup versus left-handed pitching. And all he has to do is land on the right side of home run to fly ball variants. And when you look at his outings over his last five outings, he's or four outings. He's only given up a home run in one of them. Grandy was pitching very well. The other ones, it's just such an interesting spot. And the fly balls have come down quite a bit in the last month, but if he's going to go in low owned, like he has a legit shot at 30 and he's put up some decent outings against some, good team so far this season so i would not at all be surprised by it but it's it just know that you have a chance at a negative five score yeah i mean it's a boom bust spot it's i mean that i feel like that's how it is every time heaney takes the mound um and i think it's especially in this matchup but I mean, they're going to throw seven righties at him and the dude has a 33% K rate against righties this season, but he's also allowing so much hard contact and not generating any soft contact. So the range of outcomes is so large that, I mean, I think he's worth a shot if you're, if you're trying to chase like a, a top 1% type tournament. Um, Jamison Tyon on the other side of this game. I mean, I'm probably not playing Tyon here. What's your thoughts on Tyon? I probably am. I mean, his, his price tag, like I know that his underlying numbers on the season are not great. I know that like Otani's pretty solid and there's a few decent bats, but a lot of these bats just aren't great. And it's an average strikeout lineup. Like Tyon is striking guys out at a 25% clip, obviously gets a little bit wild to lefties and there's going to be three, maybe four in the lineup, but it's just the price tag of 7.4. Again, there's not a ton in the 7k range that you really want to play. I mean, my guess is people are going to be on Snell quite a bit, but like Tyon can put up a 20 point outing. His team's a pretty decent favorite in this spot. Like he's been a little up and down, but overall, like last 10 games, he has seven over 15 points. That's kind of what I'm looking for in a cheaper pitcher. So he's, he's in play strictly because of that, but it's just kind of the lack of mid tier options that you want. Cause everyone's kind of at the top. Um, any interest here in the Angels bats? Otani. Like it's it's pretty much Otani, it's Walsh. Tyon's been a lot worse versus lefties than he has versus righties, giving up a two twenty seven ISO, three seventy six woe by the lefties. He's been really solid versus righties, but he also walks lefties a lot. Like the lefties are the ones you want to go with. So Otani and Walsh, the guys that can hit the ball at the ballpark, they're the main ones I would want to go with. Um, yeah, I mean, Otani, obviously, is just a guy that has been fantastic. Uh, so I definitely like Otani and Walsh. Um, that's maybe Rendon. Uh, as far as the Yankees go, I mean, they're a stacker fade 
for me. Like I'm not nothing in between. I mean, you can use one-offs like everyone in their lineup all the way up and down. Like they can hit the ball, the ballpark judge state Sanchez, Voigt, Ursula, Torres, Frazier, LeMahieu, everyone outside of Brett Gardner, who just sucks. Uh, can hit the ball at the ballpark. And Andrew Heaney is a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. It's going to be a strikeout or home run in a lot of these situations. And so I, I don't have a problem with anyone as a one-off, but it's Andrew Heaney. A stack is absolutely in play. He can give up 10 runs in any given outing. I think I'm more on the Heaney for GPP's play, but both sides are in play. All right, moving on. We got Seattle at Toronto flexing against Ray. This game has a 10 total and Toronto's a 192 favorite. Um, any interest here in Chris Flexen? No, no, I do yeah. not have any interest in him. Nope. Don't want to do that either. Um, what are your thoughts here on Robbie Ray? Big favorite going up against Seattle. Yeah, I mean, the win's pretty much a lock and load for him right here. I mean, he's been a little bit more wild recently. Been walking a whole lot more guys. But this is a matchup versus Seattle. Seattle's a very lefty-heavy lineup, which Ray, I think, has had better control going up against. Ray can go over 100 pitches if he's pitching well. They'll give him a fairly long leash. He's one of the better strikeout pitchers in the league. He's been great this season. It's not a bad ballpark. Seattle is not a good lineup right now. They're very, very bad lineup going up against lefties, and they're going to be they're going to be forced to throw in probably at least three to four lefties into the lineup just because that's the way their depth is right now. So yeah, Ray, the only problem is he's 10.5 K like it's figuring out which one of these aces up at the top you want to pay for. And I think I have a slight lean towards Woodruff, um, but Ray is definitely in play, especially if Woodruff is going to be super popular. Yeah, I mean, I think Ray, obviously it's a great matchup against Seattle. Um, he's someone that can put up 30 plus fantasy points in this matchup. So he's going to get plenty of run support. Let's talk Seattle bats. Anything standing out to you for Seattle? No, no, Ray's a solid pitcher. Like the only people I would think about would probably be Hanniger and France, but Hanniger is not getting enough of discount. And France is just mediocre play because Ray is very good. Um, yeah, I have zero interest in Seattle here. Um, as far as Toronto goes, I think they're one of the top stacks. You just got to really pay for them. They're expensive. Uh, Springer at 4,200 obviously helps a little bit. Gritchick at 4,200. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great spot for the Toronto bats. Yep. Every single one of them. I mean, Vlad is probably one of the top raw points plays on the entire slate. Flexen doesn't really strike anyone out because of more fly balls to righties and there's more righties in this lineup and all of them can, Hit the ball, the ballpark here. Gary L is sitting at 3.6K, still has a lot of pop, but Springer is the top point-per-dollar play in this lineup and pretty much a, what you really want in the stack. I prefer, like, Bichette and Simeon are fine. They're just priced up. Vlad's the one spend-up in this lineup that I would really want in there in pretty much every single stack, but I'll play anyone one through nine here. Like, this is just a solid spot going up against a pitcher that does not strike guys out. The ball's going to be put in play. The ball's going to be put in the air, and ball has a decent chance of leaving the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, this is a great spot. Like I said, you're just going to have to pay up for him. San Diego at Cincinnati. We got Snell against Centalin. Um, This game has a nine and a half total. Blake Snell and the San Diego Padres, a 155 favorite here. Um, any interest here in Snell? Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I know that Blake Snell's been all over the place, but this is still a guy that strikes out a lot of guys. I mean, he's got a tough match versus Cincinnati. Very real chance that he ends up in the negative, just like there's a very real chance he ends up in the negative 
anytime he takes the mound. He's been so up and down, but this price tag of 7,600, like I said, I think he's got a decent chance of being the chalkier guy on the slate just because like his price tag is so low. And when you consider his upside, like legit 30 some odd point upside, even in a tough matchup going up against Cincinnati, that he probably grades out as the best option under 8K, probably the best option under 9K on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I just worry about him being like super popular, right? Like that's, I think the biggest concern for me is Snell just being super popular because of the price. I mean, I don't think the matchup is too bad. You know, Cincinnati, very good against right-handed pitching. Their lineup against lefties is not the best. Uh, they, they have a couple guys. They'll, they'll platoon Stevenson, um, Aquino will be in there probably. And, you know, obviously Nick Castellanos is in there every day. But, I mean, they're a much better team against right-handed pitching. So, I think Snell is all going to depend on ownership for me. Uh, I think it's a good spot. But at the end of the day, I just want to see – um, what we're looking at ownership-wise. Centellan uh, on the other side, he's 7,100. I mean, he ha- he's coming off of a great game against Atlanta. I don't think I can do it going up against the Padres. Yeah, it's really the matchup that makes me worry. I mean, it's going to be 87 degrees over in Cincinnati. It's obviously a very good hitter's ballpark, and this San Diego lineup is very good. Centellan uh, had pretty decent numbers in the minors this season. I think he had like close to a 30% K rate in the minors and AAA could be wrong, but um, no, he had decent K rate stuff and yeah, it's it, the matchup is just far too tough. Like it's, it's that simple. I don't really want to play him. He faced his team two games ago in San Diego in worse hitting conditions and he got 3.8 points. Like this is just not a spot where I want to target a young pitcher against one of the best hitting teams in the league. So I'm probably just all out on him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could do it. If he's going to be low owned and if you want to chase like a, a boom bust spot, I don't hate it. I really don't. Uh, as far as the Padres bats, I mean, Tatis is always in play. Always. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Padres? Tatis, Machado, like a full stack. It's being played in a very good very big uh, ballpark upgrade from San Diego. Tatis, Machado, obviously the two main targets, but I don't have any problem with Fam, Cronenworth, Hosmer, Myers, Grisham, like anyone, anyone in this lineup. It's just, it's not a great matchup, but it's a great ballpark, and they're a great hitting team. So Tatis and Machado are the two that stand out as very good picks, but I'll, I'll throw anyone else in there in a stack. Yeah, I mean... I don't hate the Padres. And then as far as Cincinnati goes, I love the price for Castellanos. He's 4K. I know it's Snell, but Nick Castellanos against a lefty should never be 4K. I don't care who the lefty is. I mean, depending on the ownership and Snell, if he is super chalky, I will be stacking Cincinnati. Like, it's a perfect leverage spot. Like, Castellanos – and it, it's not like you're paying a ton. Like, Castellanos is 4 – you you target the righty bats. Like, India's – 4k Cassianos is 4k Stevenson is 3.9k Suarez is 3.8 and Quino is 3k like you can make the stack very very cheap targeting the good bats with the platoon split because they are all just drastically underpriced like I don't really fully understand pricing in this one they price down Cincinnati bats as if Snell is who he was last year but they didn't price down price up Snell so it's clearly a weird thing in the algorithm but Castiano, Stevenson, 
and you know are all very underpriced and you might be able to get some leverage off of them and it's still a very good ballpark for hitting home runs and all these guys can take the ball at the ballpark with snow Kansas City at Boston, Brad Keller, Nick Pavetta, 10.5 total, Boston, a 175 favorite. Um, any interest here in Brad Keller? No, no, he's going to get crushed. I mean, it was like watching the ball was just flying in Fenway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to like this spot again. Uh, let's start here with – oh, do you have any interest in Pavetta? Uh, I don't think so. He's 9K. Like, even though Kansas City is a decent strikeout lineup, um, it's still going to be hot and still in Fenway. So I think I'm just kind of out on him just because, like, he may have some strikeout upside, but this, the, the weather gets me off him in the price. Um, bats in this game. You know, as far as the Kansas City Royals are going, I mean, it's it's really the same guys for me. You know, you could pay up for Perez if you want to a catcher, but I'm looking at these cheap guys. Like I know Solaris having a tough season. O'Hearn is twenty nine hundred. Um, I, I really like O'Hearn. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Kansas City bats? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got a, there's a lot of cheap bats. It's a very good hitting ballpark. I don't expect them to get a lot of ownership. That is a solid overall pitcher. But giving up a decent amount of power, decent amount of fly balls to righties and like Solaris 3.4K. O'Hearn, like you said, is 2.9. Dozier's not too expensive. Like anyone in this lineup, you can throw into a stack with Perez or with Witt. Like I know both those guys are priced up, but the weather's just super solid in this spot. Going to have 74% humidity. Temperature's close to 90. Like this is just great hitting weather and a great hitting ballpark. That I'm not a huge fan of the Royals like lineup but the prices on them outside of Perez and Witt are super cheap and I want to pay up for a pitcher not two pitchers on the slate and they kind of make it easier than most of the other lineups on on the slate so yeah I mean Solaire O'Hearn's probably the two top options but I don't have a problem with most of these bats yeah and then on the Boston side I, I think again you can stack Boston going up against Keller um, you know, we talked about the stack yesterday and I mean, Keller is just a low strikeout guy that gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate. The top of this order should feast on Brad Keller here. Yeah. Keller is probably going to get crushed here. I mean, the Boston has over a six implied total of the time of this, like Keller is not a high strikeout guy giving up a lot of hard contact. He's, he's just walks a lot of guys. He's, he's in some trouble here. So play anyone but Renfro's price at 3.6k probably a bit too low considering not going to strike out a ton Kike at 3.8k and any of the spend-ups are absolutely fantastic plays so play anyone the weather's great Keller's not good it's just a solid spot for Boston there there's a reason why they have the highest implied team total on the slate all right, moving right along here. Detroit at Cleveland, nine and a half total. Cleveland, a 175 favorite. Uh, Urena against Mejia. Um, any interest here in Urena? No, he's going to face a decent amount of lefties where he strikes out guys at a 7.1% clip and walks guys at a 10% clip. Not really great versus righties either. Just a decent ground ball pitcher. He's got almost no upside unless he just gets really lucky with Babbitt. I have no interest in him. 
Yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's really hard to like this spot for him. Um we just we have so many good pitchers on this slate um that it's just I don't know, it's really hard to it, for me it's just really hard to play him here. Um Yeah. Any interest in JC on the other side? I the price tag makes me interested in him. I uh, got to 96 pitches in his last outing going up against Minnesota. I had a pretty solid outing. I know he's been a little bit worse and a little bit more wild in the starting lineup or not coming in relief, but he's not a horrible overall pitcher. I know that his numbers are skewed for the season. He's sitting at three XFIP and 54% ground ball rate um, on the season, but a lot of that was out of the bullpen, still giving up some hard contact, but this is Detroit. I know that they're a lot better lineup right now. I know they have a lot better bats, but they're still a pretty above average strikeout lineup. They have a 4.1 total. JC is 6.1K, has some strikeout stuff. So, like, just based on his price tag, I have a, quite a bit of interest in him. And he's going to be, I'm going to have a decent amount of ownership in him. Oh, Mahia, Mahia, Mahia. Um, I mean, the pitch count is definitely nice. He's facing Detroit. I could see him being relevant here at this price. Um, that's all I got, Grant. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Um, let's talk about bats here. Anything standing out to you uh, for Detroit? I mean, Badu's 3K. Like, if me into being kind of chalky, then the leverage stack makes sense. I mean... Scope is far too high price still, um, but Grossman's been pretty solid so far this season. Badu's been pretty solid. Candelario's not a bad bat. Like Mazzara's 2.2K. This is a cheap, cheap stack. And like, if you want to pay up for pitchers, like this is, this is, this is the vomit stack. Like everyone's cheap outside of scope. Everyone's super cheap outside of scope. You can double barrel aces if you want. Like, the full stack makes sense here. Even though I have interest on May, the other side, if he's going to be super chalky, it makes sense to stack against him. Like I said, this is a super weird slate today. Yeah, I mean, the cheap guys, I definitely don't mind the cheap bats here for Detroit just to kind of fill some spots. Grossman, Candelario, Badu. Uh, Cleveland, I think Cleveland's really, really interesting here. And it's like... The, the thing is, like, do I do I get to them? There's just so many spots in the slate. Like, Urena is a guy that doesn't strike really anybody out, but he generates enough ground balls. And really the only two guys on this team that hit fly balls are Jose Ramirez and Eddie Rosario. Yeah, I don't think I have a ton of interest in the stack. It may, they may put up a decent amount of runs because Urena just gets the ball put in play so much. But, yeah, Urena's a pretty big ground ball pitcher. I mean, he's essentially – a worse uh he just he's like Keichel with worse worse control uh, so he's probably not going to give up a ton of home runs like again you're right it's pretty much rosario and ramirez are the only two guys that are really hitting the ball in the air everyone else has under a 32 percent fly ball rate so i don't see a huge amount of upside the prices on most of these guys are kind of cheap so it makes sense to stack them and just throw Ramirez and Rosario in there, but I'm I'm just going to stay away from Cleveland. There's too many other good spots where you have run upside and you have home run upside. Um, yeah, I mean, like Rosario at 4K is super interesting. 
I know he's having a rough season, but he's still a guy that hits the ball up in the air against a ground ball pitcher. He's been a little bit better here recently. So, I mean, he is, he's probably my favorite um, out of this group. Mets and Braves, eight and a half total. Atlanta is a 155 favorite here. Um, McGill against Morton. Any interest here in Taylor McGill? I do. <laughs> it's sad to say, but it's, it's a pricing thing. Like, Went out and pitched 92 pitches in his first matchup. I don't like the fact that he's going up against Atlanta again. He did put up only 10 points in this last one, gave up a home run, only struck out four. Like, strangely enough, the temperature in Atlanta is kind of colder than most of the other places around the U.S. The price tag is definitely not bad. Like, I don't like to say, but there's a guy that had a 28% K rate in AAA this season. He had a 4x whip. He could come in here and be a slightly above average pitcher, and he's priced like he's playing in cores and he's a bad pitcher at 4.9K. So the price tag, realistically, is probably – he's potentially one of the top point-per-dollar plays. Like, I'm guessing in most projection systems, he's going to come out as the top point-per-dollar play on the slate. And you're not going to find many spots with – I don't think there's any um, – any pitcher under 9k with under a four implied total against him. I think there's only one, maybe there's three teams with under a four implied team total on the slate and that's it. So you're not going to find run prevention in most of these spots because it's very hot almost everywhere around the U S right now in every one of these ballparks. So with his price tag and his decent strikeout stuff, even if he gives up three runs, he can still end up with a decent outing. So he, he's, just a solid overall play and he's a very he makes things work he makes things work very well on the slate and so you're kind of forced into playing him a decent amount yeah i don't know if i could do it i hear you um i don't love it um i don't, I don't love it but i i hear you um morton on the other side i mean i don't hate morton here I don't love the price tag. I think he throws a solid game, but I don't know if he, like, kills me. Yeah, I mean, he's just been so good his last two games. Like, just been unreal good. And I don't know if he's going to do it again. I'd rather just take my shot with any of the guys in the 9 and 10 and 11K range. Um, or I'd rather just pay down for Giulio, who's a better overall pitcher. So, I, I, I don't think he's just, like – it's just not the right slate to play him. Maybe he kills me and puts up another 30 point outing. I know that he just put up 30 points against this Mets team, but it rarely, rarely works out great to, to face the same team twice. So they're getting a little bit more healthy. They have some of their better bats in the lineup. There's isn't the same trash Mets lineup that was earlier in this season. So I, I, I think you're just better off playing some of the other guys around the same price or slightly above. Um, any interest in the Mets bats? No, Morton's still solid overall pitcher. Granted, he's been hit or miss for most of the season. He never really gets that blown up. So no, no real interest in any of these bats. Yeah. And I mean, I don't really have any interest on the other side either. Like, I, I mean, I don't hate Atlanta in this spot. They're so expensive, and there's so many stacks that I like better. Like, I think if you're playing Atlanta, you're probably trying to stack them. 
And I just feel like there's other stacks that are better, but I wouldn't talk you off of playing them. Yeah, kind of on the same page. Like Freeman's 5.6, Albies is 5.6, Acuna's 6.3. So a lot of the other bats in the lineup are decent or are pretty decent price tags. So honestly, like if I'm going to stack them up, I'm probably taking Riley, Amante, Swanson, Contreras, and just throwing in one of the main three bats up at the top and just trying to get a little bit of a different stack because I know it's it's rough leaving out any of those top three guys, but it's just too tough with pricing where they're all a little bit priced up and then all the other guys are just a little bit too cheap. So I'm probably going to stay away from Atlanta bats, but if I do, I'm targeting the fourth or seven hitters. Um, Cubs and Brewers, this game is a game that is not not something I like right now. Uh, seven total. Milwaukee is a 195 favorite. Zach Davies, Brandon Woodruff. Um, man, having having like my main team have both of these pitchers, um, and just seeing what happened in this game. Oh, so anyway, any interest here in Zach Davies? No, dude doesn't strike out anyone. He's 6.9k. I just no, I. I don't. I haven't played Zach Davies all this year. I don't think I'm going to play him, just because he's. They, they, you don't get the upside. He's not going to strike out enough guys. I think he had one matchup where he ended up striking out like six of the first ten guys or something like that, and that was pretty much it. Outside of that, he doesn't strike out anyone, and even going up against the Brewers team is just not worth it. Oh man. <laughs> and I know he almost no hit well he gave six innings and no hit ball versus the Dodgers but he also walked five guys in that and only struck out four and he barely had more ground balls than fly balls and I think he had just as many line drives if not more if I'm willing to pay Kyle Hendricks over 9k against this team I have to have some interest in Zach Davies at 6900 and we'll see what happens I mean I had a strong take yesterday on Hendricks. It didn't work out. I was wrong. Um, I have no problem ever admitting when I was wrong. I was wrong. I definitely don't mind this spot for Zach Davies. Um, I think it's more of a pricing than anything else. Um, but, man, we'll see what happens. And then on the other side, I mean, Woodruff's in a great spot. And, I mean, Peralta had a bad first inning bounce back. But, I mean, this is a great spot for Woodruff. Yep. Now he's probably the top spin up on the slate. Only three implied total against him. He's going up against a fairly high strikeout team in the Cubs. Like he's very good. He's the best pitcher on the slate, probably. Like he's 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 the ace. He's the ace that you want. Even if he's going to be chalky, I still don't mind playing him. Um, yeah, definitely like him. I have zero interest in the Cubs bats here. Yep, none whatsoever. I really don't have any interest in the Brewers bats either. I mean, I know they scored, a, they're at like 11 runs right now and they're absolutely crushing uh, the Cubs bullpen right now. But I mean, I just, it's offense, you, I don't know. I can't play them. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of a little bit pricey. And when you consider the slate overall, they're bare spots. I don't know. Davies has to, like, his numbers just don't make sense to me, especially over the last month. Like, he's, been i don't want to say good he's had good numbers like good actual stats a good era 
but his BABIP is just outside of that Miami game. His BABIP has been so low. He's outside of that Miami game in the last four starts. He's given up three hits over almost 19 innings. And in that time, he's only struck out 14 guys. Like his numbers don't make sense on the season. He's at a 5.5 XFIP over the last month. He's almost at five XFIP. He's not a huge ground ball guy. Like, I don't know. Sorry. I'm just going off on Davies. Cause I am still pissed at his last month and him pretty much no hitting the Dodgers when I was stacking him. So I don't think I'm stacking against him because of the price tags on these guys and the rest of the teams on the slate, but just reiterating Davies is going to probably end up having a bad outing here. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I have a slight interest in Davies, so I don't love the Brewers here. Moving on. We got Minnesota at Chicago. Maeda against Giolito. Same spot as yesterday. Eight and a half total. White Sox are 127 favorites. Um, what did DraftKings do? Giolito was not 8,700 yesterday. I don't anyway. think he was. I think I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Um, any interest here in Kenta Maeda? Not really. 7K, he's fine. He hasn't been great so far this season. Still a guy with a decent pitch repertoire. Made put together, but it's a matchup versus Chicago. 7K is a fine price. I'm not going to argue with playing him, but I'm most likely going to stay away. Yeah, I don't have an issue with playing Maeda at 7K, but, I mean, it's not a spot that I love. Um, I will say, though, Lucas Giolito is probably now too cheap for this spot. I'm pretty sure he was way higher priced than this on uh, Monday, but um, when the game got postponed, I kind of wrote that game off. But what are your thoughts here on Giolito at this price? I mean, he's probably the top play on the slate. He's probably going to be super chalky. He's going up against a very good – um, Minnesota team trying to find his price. Yeah, it was 10.3K. <laughs> like, literally, same yeah. spot one day later. $1,600 difference. Yeah. I, I that makes you. a lot of sense. Yeah. So, clearly, he's the best play on the slate if we're not including ownership. But if he's going to be heavily owned, I still might just end up eating it because, again, like, the only pivots are Heaney and Morton. And more than likely, I'm going to be playing Heaney and Morton when I'm playing Giolito also. Like, he's just – he's a 30% K-rate guy. He's an absolute ace. He's had pretty much one bad outing, like, this entire season. I'm pretty sure every other matchup he's gone over at least 12 points, but sitting right around 20 points on average outside of that one matchup versus Boston where he's tipping pitches. So, yeah, Giolito's just the top play on the slate. You're just trying to figure out if you want to eat the chalk – or if you want to go try and be a little bit different. Uh, any interest in the Minnesota Bats? Not really. Like I said, Gilito's an ace. Minnesota may have good bats, but Donaldson's priced up. Cruz is still priced up. They have some cheap bats in between. Kepler would probably be the one guy I would consider at 3.8K. That's just too cheap of a price tag regardless of the matchup, but Stack doesn't stand out on a slate where we're probably going to have like eight different teams put up seven or eight runs. And I just don't see Minnesota doing that. You're not giving getting enough of a price decrease for most of these guys, or at least the bats I really want to play. So, no, I'm out on them. So many good spots today that it's just uh, it's so hard. 
like even even the White Sox, like we'll see if Abreu is um they said he was gonna play on Monday. So assuming that he'll be back in the lineup, it obviously helps the lineup a little bit. But I mean the White Sox are kind of expensive too, and it's not like Kenta Maeda is going to go out and get blown up. I mean, he, he's given up a, a couple starts this season where he's given up more than one home run in a start. But, I mean, maybe you look at him. I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of those starts were earlier on the season and kind of figured things out a little bit. He's had some rough outings, but nothing nothing terrible. The White Sox are a solid overall team, and you really can't stack them, though. Like, the bats you want, Moncada, Abreu, Grandal, Anderson – are all priced up. I mean, Mercedes at 3.5K is not the worst. Lamb at 3.1K is the worst. And Goodwin is at 3.1K is the worst. But the main bats you want are all expensive. So it's tough to stack. Again, I don't see Maeda getting blown up. So even one-offs, I don't. I think they're just better spots on the slate. Moving on, Baltimore at Houston. This game is a nine and a half total. Houston is a three forty favorite. Not a typo. Not a miss. Uh, we got Wells against your Kite. Um, any interest here in Alexander Wells? No. <laughs> I mean, what gave that away, Grant? <laughs> um, I mean, your Kite going up against Baltimore, a huge favorite here. Should pitch really well. I mean, he's definitely um, someone that can go like 25 plus here. Just put up 29 against this team the other day. Yeah, no, he's been pretty solid over the last month. I don't know if I'm going to end up using him again. There's far too many good plays on this slate. He's priced, I think, a little too closely to Bueller, to Ray, to Woodruff for me to want to use him. So, yeah, he did put up a good game against Baltimore last time. He put up almost 30 points. He's put up over 20 in his last three. He's been very solid over the last month, even against some tougher matchups. But I just I just don't think I, I, I – he's fourth on my list of, of the spend-ups, which is enough for me to just full-on X him out. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, – I, honestly, I'm not going to tell you not to play your kite here. Uh, any interest in the Baltimore bats? Arcadi's no, pretty solid. He's been very good over the last month. He just shut down this team. If you want to play anyone, then Mullins is under 4K. Mancini's 4K. Montcastle's 3.6K. I mean, I want to stack them up because Arcadi's numbers overall in the season are not fantastic. And for some reason, this team occasionally puts up a pretty big outing, but if we're in Baltimore, I'd probably have a little bit of interest in them at these prices, but I don't know. Like they're so cheap. You can potentially stack the one through five hitters for an average price of 3.4 K 3.3 K and pay up for two pitchers. Like it almost makes sense. Maybe I'll be on later, but just overall the matchup, like against our is not great. Mullen's the only guy that grades out as a good play. Um, I like the Houston stack right back to the well uh, for Houston uh, short memory. Like they did not have the game that we were hoping for, but I mean, short memory right back to the well. Got to like Houston here. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any team versus Baltimore is a good bet, but Houston being the hottest team in the league with the highest WRC plus in the league over the last month is a fantastic play. They're just hard to pay for, but there's always seems to be one or two cheap bats and Toro and straw. Even Brantley and Tucker are a little bit underpriced. So, yeah, 
play Houston. Arizona at St. Louis. Uh, Caleb Smith against Carlos Martinez. Eight and a half total. St. Louis is a 150 favorite. Um, any interest here in Caleb Smith? He's fine. Like, his numbers aren't great this season. He's still a decent strikeout pitcher. Houston or St. Louis has some strikeouts in the lineup, but like, there's, I'd, I'd rather play other, I'd rather spend up a little bit more for my eight. I'd rather go down to McGill. I'd rather play. JC, I'd rather play a lot of other guys. But Caleb Smith, even though he does have some strikeout upside, he's still probably going to give up a bomb. Gets a little bit wild, going to walk a few guys, so he just has to kind of get lucky with left on base and um, and everything and BABIP and home run to five ball variants at the right time where he can put up a 20-point outing. I just don't know if he's going to make it into too many of my builds because I'd, I'd rather go JC or I'd rather go with McGill. Yeah, my my problem is they're gonna throw so many righties at him here that it's so hard to so hard to trust the spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a terrible play, and I don't have um, any interest whatsoever in Carlos Martinez. I don't care who he's facing at this point. Nope, not playing him. I made that mistake last time he was on the mound. I very much regret it. And I think I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I mean, not doing it. Um, Arizona bats. Now, even though Martinez is bad, he's still a pretty big ground ball pitcher. And I mean, without Marte in this lineup, potentially, like I just know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not likely going to go here. Um, the price tags are interesting. Like, a lot of these teams Yeah, that that's aren't what in- I was like. I, <laughs> I stopped myself because I was like, eh, is the price right here? I mean... <sighs> I can't do it. I can't do I can't, it. I, I can't say I, that I played well. Arizona on Monday, Grant, and um, I don't know. Bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I can't say I will or I won't right now because I haven't built any lineups, but... Like, I talked about Detroit being a good vomit stack. They have the same implied team total. There's better bats on Arizona, arguably. And they're so cheap, like, I'm playing them. I will play them. I don't like it, but I will play them. I'll target the fly ball guys and Walker, Cabrera. I don't know who else, but, like, you can make a four-man stack, like a decent four-man stack against a – Bad pitcher in Carlos Martinez. Gosh, I hate, I hate, I hate pricing on this slate. Like, <laughs> like Martinez is a guy that's given up negative points in three of his last five outings. I don't like this at all. But these guys are pretty much priced at if they're going up against Walker Buehler or Woodruff or Burns or anything like that. Like they're priced as if they're going up against an absolute ace and they're going up against Carlos Martinez. Oh gosh, I do not like this at all. I mean, watch, watch crunch time tomorrow. I'm on, I may say something different, but I'm talking myself into this more and more just because of pricing. Uh, Any interest in the Cardinals bats here? Not really. I mean, Arenado, Goldschmidt are fine. 
Like Goldschmidt's probably the better play of the two. O'Neill would probably be my favorite target. He's priced down a little bit too much at 3.7K. Dude has a ton of power, still strikes out a decent amount, but hits left. He's been hitting lefties well this season. But outside of that, like nothing really stands out too much. Pittsburgh at Colorado. Uh, DeJong against Marquez. Um, any interest here in DeJong? No. I'm out. Um, am I crazy for liking Herman Marquez here? No, I mean, look at his numbers so far this year. I mean, he's striking out righties at nearly a 30% clip, getting a lot of ground balls to both sides of the plate. In course so far this season, he really hasn't been too bad. I mean, at home, he actually has a lower ERA than on the road. I don't, this could be one of those weird scenarios like we've seen in the past with him. But, like, he's still a decent strikeout pitcher going up against a lineup that doesn't strike out a ton in Coors. But the price tag of 7.7K isn't the worst. I just think I'd rather go with the other guys. I fully understand wanting to play him, but I'd rather take a shot on Snell, Tyon, Vlasquez, any of those guys than I would with Marquez. I fully understand it. Pittsburgh is not a great lineup, and they have under a five-run total which is right on par with most of those guys I just mentioned. And Marquez is just a better overall pitcher. It's not going to be great hitting weather in Colorado. Surprisingly enough, everywhere in the nation's hot right now, except for Denver's a nice, cool 69 degrees right now. It's going to be about the same tomorrow night and it's going to be overcast. So it's not the greatest hitting weather for Coors, but it's still Coors. So I understand when you play Marquez, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't hate this spot. I really don't. I don't have any interest really in the Pittsburgh bats. Like, I mean, if you're playing Pittsburgh, it's Reynolds, maybe 3,700. I honestly like, I'm this is another spot where I have to wait and see on ownership. Marquez is a solid overall pitcher he's been very good to righty so far this season striking him out a high clip getting a lot of ground balls does not give up fly balls to lefties almost at all um but he's still walking them at 12 percent clip and only strike him out at 20 percent clip and giving up hard contact because he pitches in cores reynolds is only like we're, we can get a stack in cores if moran's in the lineup then you can get outside of hayes like outside of hayes and frazier if you fade those two which i plan on throwing hayes into my stacks but Reynolds is 3.7K, Moran's 3.1K, Stallings is overall decent catcher at 3.1K. Polanco is a guy that puts the ball in the air a lot playing in cores, is only 3K. Newman's 2.9K. Like, there are worse ideas. I don't think I'll target them if they're actually going to draw some ownership and we haven't projected for decent ownership. But if they're projected for very low ownership because they're under a five implied run total right now, I could see throwing out some cheap Pittsburgh stats stacks and just hoping that Marquez lands on the wrong side of home run or wrong side of Babbitt. And then the bullpen comes in. That's really not good. Uh, Rockies. It's course. DeJong's not good. Daz is cheap. Tapia's cheap. Blackman story. McMahon, always good bats. Crone solid shot for home run. It's course like, it scores with a bad pitcher. So, yeah, play any of these guys. DeJong's been terrible this season. I know it's not a huge sample size, but the guy has over a 6x fit. He's not going to – he's not going to 
do well, especially considering that one of his major out pitches is his curveball. It's not going to fare very well in curve cores. All right, Texas at Oakland. We got Fultonevich and Kaplan, eight and a half total here. Oakland's a 180 favorites. Um, any interest here in Fulte? No. I know he's cheap. I know he can put up some decent outings occasionally for no reason, but he's just not not an overall good pitcher, and I'd rather take my shot on other cheap guys like this guy's not had over 17 points, I don't think, all season long. And a matchup versus Oakland, a good hitting team that's patient. I I don't want to use them. Um, and then I mean, Kaplan on the other side, I I like him. <laughs> uh, I hate liking this guy, but I mean, I believe in the talent. I think he's very talented young pitcher, and I don't believe in this Texas offense, so it's hard not to like Kaplan in this spot. He's eight K. Good price tag. He's someone that just pitched against this team and did not pitch well, so I'm hoping that keeps his ownership down here. Yeah, I don't mind it. He's. I'd rather go with other guys. Like I'd rather probably go with Snell, go with Tyon, go with Velasquez. If he's going to come out at low ownership, that's fine. Um, I'm going to try and get up to Giolito, but Caverlin, like solid overall pitcher, doesn't have the longest leash, probably won't go over 100 pitches, but strikes out at guys at an above average clip. And if he just doesn't get wild, which shouldn't be too much of a problem going up against his Texas team, he can definitely end up with a pretty decent outing. Uh, any interest in the Texas bats? Not really. It's a bad ballpark. Again, it's warm everywhere except for apparently Colorado and the Bay where it's going to be 63 degrees. So no real interest in Texas bats. I don't think I really have interest too much interest in the A's bats either. Yeah, this is one of those games I don't love as far as bats go. Um, Olsen's in play, I think. But he's so expensive that it's like, is he really in play? Um, yeah, I mean, Tony Kemp, if he bats leadoff, is 3.5K. You can play him at second base or outfield. I think that's a fair price. Yeah, and Moreland's not the worst play in the world at 3.8K. But yeah, Olsen's 3.0 or 5.9. Chapman's 5.8, like Orano is 4.7 this is they're just a little bit overpriced so stack's not in play and it's tough to take chapman or olsen as one off it's pretty much just kemp is the guy that you're looking at um we finished it out giants and dodgers gaussman against bueller this game has a seven total and the dodgers are a 150 favorite uh, any interest here in Gaussman? Uh, I actually do. Like, I'm expecting him to be very, very low on because he's going up against the Dodgers. I understand it, but not really walk-ins on guys this year. I know the Dodgers are a very patient lineup with a lot of good bats, especially now that they're pretty healthy. But Gaussman has just been fantastic this season. He's going to come in at no ownership. You're getting a little bit of a price discount with him at 9.6K, considering his underlying and his actual numbers on the season. He's sitting at 1.5 ERA, due for some negative regression, but still sitting at 3.24 XFIP, striking out both sides of the plate at a 30% clip. He's been good. It's only 75 degrees in LA. Like, I'm expecting him to, what, what do you think he's going to come at? 5% ownership? I hope so. 
Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on him, by the way. I, I like Gaussman as well. All right. Yeah. No. So we're getting a $1,100 discount from his last outing. Like he's probably too cheap considering he's an absolute stud this season. Even in a tough matchup, I'm, I'm everyone, all the ownership is going to go on Rikaiti, on Bueller, on Woodruff, on Ray. Like Gaussman is significantly cheaper than most of those guys. And he's going to come in at no ownership. Gaussman is probably the top GPP payup on the slate. He's not the top raw points or the top point per dollar playup, but in tournaments, you're not going to find many guys with as much of an upside as him at low ownership. I mean, if I'm willing to take shots on Descalfani, I'd be crazy not to take shots on Gaussman. And Descalfani would have been fine if he didn't give up three solo home runs. <laughs> like, um, so I think Gaussman, low ownership. He's already put up 30 fantasy points against this team once this season. I mean, he's been pitching great. And, I mean, yeah, the price is fantastic. Walker Bueller on the other side. Uh, you know, his leash has definitely gotten a little bit longer, hitting over 100 pitches here a little bit recently. I still don't think I do it, Grant. I mean, I still don't think I do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue with anyone playing him. He rarely ever gets blown up. He always puts out a solid outing. He's probably a little underpriced at 10.3K. Um, but I'm a big fan of these Giants bats. I'd rather play Ray. I'd rather play Woodruff. I'd rather go down to Gaussman. So just because of the other options that are available, I don't. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if I had zero ownership in Bueller. Um, I don't have any interest in bats in this game. Uh, I mean, you can take shots um, on really any of the left-handed San Francisco bats against Bueller, and then as far as like, I, I like Crawford. I mentioned Crawford yesterday on the show. I mentioned him on Grinders Live. Um, I definitely don't mind Brandon Crawford. I think he hit a bomb today. You know, he just Did hit he? a bomb four minutes ago. Well, then he hit a bomb four minutes ago. Nice. Uh, I played him and he was 1% owned. And again. And I'm yeah, still Crawford. not going to cash because my yeah. pitchers suck. <laughs> yeah. Crawford's <laughs> fine, uh, but I don't want to play any of the Dodgers bats. Like Betts, Muncie, and Turner are all 5.7K or over. Belly would be the one guy I would consider, but outside of that, I guess Belly or Will Smith are 4.1, 4.2, but those would just be one-offs if you're in that price range. I think they're better spots to go. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and we'll get out of here uh, over under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going to go Ballsy and Sam McGill. Um, I'll go Marquez over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Rich Hill. Yeah, I don't mind that one. I'm going to go with Heaney because he's either going to score 25 or five over 4k to hit a home run. Not in cores. Who do you got? Schwarber. I'm going to go Vlad, man. That's, it seems like a safe bet right now to pick Vlad every day. I mean, as safe as Schwarber. Yeah. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheapie today? Oh, gosh. Uh, I should have been more prepared for this. Um, it's O'Hearn. like we do it every day. Oh, Hearn. 
I'm going to go Jazz. Chisholm. I like the I like spot him. for him. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Pick one of ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Toronto. Uh, give me Boston. Any bets standing out to you here night before? Uh, not really that I see. I I check on Gaussman's uh, strikeout prop tomorrow. I'm guessing it's going to come in at probably 5.5 with heavy juice on the over or 6.5 with juice on the under. I'd take the over on either of those. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back talking baseball tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. See you, kids.